Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? We're about to go live. I gotta wait on you to call me. Okay, this is what I was asking you. Were you, you said no. Okay. We are good. People watching football, right? Most of these games got over. What's going on? Uh, you know, ready to get into this conversation about um, what we're going to be dealing with on Outside the Box today, which is dealing with um, home economics and the science of home economics and that breakdown of home economics and how it plays in our lives today, or if any, uh, and what part of the construct is it that uh, denies us access to a better quality of life? And, how our life can be better 
by understanding the science of what it is that they call the construct of economics. So we can talk a little bit about what happened last week. Last week we talked about the New Deal, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then we talked about how the New Deal created systems in place for labor, the labor movement, right? schools, hospitals, for people to have jobs, and for the economic system. And, and I thought it was interesting while we were doing that show to understand that while those systems were put in place for economic purposes to build and to ensure that people maintain um, a structure uh, to, to ensure that they that the government is now um, in charge of overseeing what's happening. You know, so that this can happen, the the Great Depression can't happen again. Mm. You know, um, people were starving. So, could you imagine if if it was the almost the majority of people in the United States of America who were starving? And what we talked about last week a little bit was to pinpoint where were African Americans at this point. You know, sometimes we go through history and we read about history and and of course right now today you can find articles you can find books on where where african americans were during this time but um i think it's important for us to also revisit um while they were putting schools in place revisit the curriculums that were put in place and why So one of the curriculums that were put in place clearly um, was home ec. And the idea of home ec came from the UK. It's a Eurocentric curriculum. And it was really created to teach women how to be wives. And I thought that was interesting because clearly this was put in place in many other countries because if you really think about it um how many of you understand the concept of home ec back in the days like 70s and 80s when when you were in school good evening shonda how are you my dear hola thank you for stopping by we're also on stereo just in case you want to stop by there and leave a message but you can always leave a message here, and we are excited that you're here as you Absolutely. Know. Hopefully, um, your mom is also here listening, and hello, mom. <laughs> hello. But um, we are now live on Facebook, on the Salty Coffee, and uh, the Icon. We are on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And for those of you on stereo, please uh, note that the Icon is not there <laughs> on stereo but he's here with me yes i'm right here in the flesh live in the flesh you can (laughs) we can actually shake hands now and view each other's facial expressions as we talk and not you know Mm. (laughs) just listen to our voices right so i think that's interesting (laughs) we had a talk yesterday and uh yesterday Yesterday, yeah. some days before yesterday, because we always talking about a lot of different uh, things. Well, so. we had a talk on stereo for about three hours. Uh, uh, yes. Look yes. at her. She said, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, we're here. I'm in Florida, in Jacksonville. We're 
working on a project. So it was important for us to um, also know that if we're going to be doing this moving forward, that we have to like really um, interact in person and, and do things in real time. But um, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I had a great weekend um, and, and we learned a lot. But yesterday we had a conversation um, with the Blacks Law, the Black Laws Dictionary. Right. And we used the word minority, majority, white capping. So if you missed it or if you were there, um, please feel free to go back to the replay. That episode right now is only on stereo, but we will be foot putting them forward on our anchor. So home ec. Did, did you take home ec, um, Shonda? Like, is that something? Or for any of you who are listening, did you understand what home ec? Okay, I'm 52. I took home ec in the 80s, early 80s, because I graduated from high school in 88. And when I was in high school in the Bronx, we had uh, courses that were Yes, you did. Oh, you did. Good. So we need your feedback. When I was in high school, we had um, what was called electives, <laughs> where you didn't really have to take them, but you had to at least have a couple of electives per term. And so we had Main Street, French Toast, and some bacon. Look at you. See, so that's not good because... If you look at what home ec was created for, and we're gonna go ahead and define that later on, you're gonna learn that, what? I was supposed to learn about finances? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what home ec, and that's why it's called that. Um, and I'm gonna tell you what happened in the, in the 90s where they changed the name. But when I was in high school, I had to, take a home ec, but the home ec electives were separated by um, different categories. For example, we had the cooking in the household, right? So we had to learn how to make biscuits from scratch. We had to learn how to make things from scratch, not so much from a pantry or for from like a can, none of that. Like you literally had to learn how to bake and how to make things, you know, from getting ingredients together, how to measure things, which included math, how to um, use the oven, how to clean the oven, how to use the refrigerator, how to clean the refrigerator. There was no microwaves when I was in home ec. So that wasn't really, but how to clean a kitchen, how to maintain a kitchen how to separate um, the forks from the spoons and all of that and etiquette, all of that I learned in high school. Well, aside from the kitchen home ec thing, there was also an elective called a business, uh, I guess, business course. Within the business course, they had subcategories where we can do um, typing, computer programming, um, and just really business etiquette, how to dress for an interview, how to dress for, you know, how to create a resume, how to format the floppy disk. All right. <laughs> Do you remember? That's some old stuff there, the floppy disk. 
how to format a floppy disk, how to format a, a old computer. That's how old the computers were back then. But we actually had to do the preloading before, um, you know, that that happened. So in in high school, those were the options in the late 80s. So I graduated in 88. But um, <clears throat> what else? And then we had physical fitness where we were we had to take an elective of home ec where you had to learn how to uh, be physical on a daily basis so while you were learning how to clean your home how to maintain a home aside from physical fitness as well we also uh had a course where we had to learn that if we went out on the workforce we had to learn how to read our right. paychecks. <laughs> Absolutely. How much taxes do we pay a year? Who can do our taxes? We can do our taxes ourselves. Those things were still implemented in the Bronx in the 80s. And it turns out, well, how, how was your home ec icon? Well, the one thing I remember about home economics when I was in middle school um, that stick out the most to me was middle our, school. Yeah, I did it in middle okay. school uh, and also in uh, high school, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, they started us off in middle school. So in, in that class, we were presented with a lot of the things that that you would do inside of the house with cooking, with uh, knowing how to sew, um, anything pertaining to, you know, how to function inside of your home. And, and the reason that they even called it home economics, it was to identify the place where you would be located either with yourself or with your family, but and also in respect of that their home being the country in which we live because your native country or the country that you're born, that's home. That's where you participate in the doing of particular things, you know, when it comes to the economics, the consumption and the distribution of products or, or services and things like that. But in middle school, that's what we did. There was cooking, there was sewing, there was to talk about that form of structure. Uh, I do believe that in conjunction with that, there there were different things that talked about, again, goods and services, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and how that relates to how we are to look at, you know, the whole production and analysis of what was happening within the country or within the home when economics were concerned. Yeah, so what it says, if you like Google home economics origins, it, I know that I have read somewhere that home economics was really created uh, as a curriculum for um, women to learn how to run a household, specifically women to learn how to run a household. And it says on here, um, when you search, you know, home economics origins, it says home economics in the United States education system increased in popularity in the early 20th century it emerged as a movement to train women to be more efficient household managers, whatever that means. <laughs> At the same moment, American families began to consume many more goods and services than they uh, produced. So we have two messages. Hey, what's going on, Salty Coffee Man? How you doing? Shout out to everybody that's listening right now. But yeah, I went to school too when home ec was an option. We had auto shop. Um, when I was in middle school, they taught us about wood shop and all of that stuff. So we uh 
we had stuff that basically helped us cater to home. But, of course, with the school and everything, it kind of taught us about the business side, too, with, like, learning how to type. You know, at that time, computers was being introduced. So we had kind of, like, a little bit of everything. Hey, Twixie baby. You know that voice everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know it was you. Like, the whole alpha, everything is different. How would you pronounce that? Tijuana. (laughs) Tijuana. (laughs) Tijuana. We're not going to try to figure it out. Hey, the icon, man. What's going on? How you doing tonight? Salute. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you, Tixie, baby. That's hilarious. Salute salute to you. So we are here in Jacksonville, Florida, together, finally, um, in person. So we're just trying to um, enjoy this weekend as much as possible so that we can able to uh, come up with some good stuff for next year. Yep. So, yeah, mechanic shop, wood Wood shop. shop. Um, I know for the kitchen part, they had bakery in my high school. We also had nursing, by the way, like introduction to nursing. Um, I don't remember that aspect of it, but I know it was a lot of different things, especially in high school, uh, pertaining to that, um, like say auto mechanic and all that stuff, different things that you can go into that would, uh, not provide you with the understanding and the opportunity to know what a, uh, a consumer and a producer was right yeah we're gonna get into that okay, in a minute, we'll but we'll it's we'll all about <laughs> okay no because i think it's very important for us to know that home economics was specifically created for women to learn how to manage a household so you know that's interesting in itself because it says a lot about what society wanted women to be and and not to be <laughs> If you think about it. So, you know, how, how, how is it that, you know, if I'm 52 right now and I'm still indoctrinated, if you will, with those things that were taught to me in public schools and in the household, because this is not just an American thing. If you really think about it, this is something that goes back to other countries, Caribbean islands, where women weren't going to be allowed to do careers and have careers. So women were just going to be housewives and mothers. So, you know, I think it's important for us to look at a at a bigger picture of not just in America, but in other places where we still as Americans will criticize a person coming from another country who would still want to do that, who would still want to just be a housewife. You know, we, we have these shows called real housewives of blah, blah, blah. Mm. And if you really look at their lifestyle, are they really housewives? Well, (laughs) by term of definition under the construct of what, Marriage is, they are wives. These are wives, but they're not like housewives, like stay in the house and don't do nothing else. They actually have other things that they do. They run businesses, they are in the entertainment field, sometimes psychology, they are doctors or whatever the case may be. Um, And when you delve in just a little bit more, I want to talk a little bit too about the advantages 
of what that could mean too from another context because when you're talking about being a manager of something that means you and you are in sole possession of whatever that is so whatever happens to that you're responsible for it and when it comes to the economic flow a lot of times people don't possess the type of discipline so uh when i heard that deal when you read it i was like okay well because women are uh, uh, uh according to the construct was assigned there when the man bring his check home his check got to go in the hand of the woman because she know what's flowing in and out of that house what products are being used in that house or how much them products cost so she's regulating the economic flow inside of the house which is which is very not only necessary but pivotal to whether you're going to grow or not so from the context in which i'm putting that's a lot of power for a woman to have if it was understood and taught that way right in reference to how that would look in the in the family structure because that's right. a that's a big responsibility to make sure you know how your finances are flowing and if it's going to be uh, a situation where you can advance through other things you can do with your money right so so if if i'm the wife and you're the husband and you're the financial provider right so we all know that most of these things were created as far as consumerism right. was created through Fordism, which I will talk a, a lot about that during our talks because a lot of people are not aware of what that is, how it happened and why. But Fordism again is the Ford company, the automobile company who the owner created jobs for the men with the understanding that they will have households where the women will then be able to be the consumers and not so much the husbands. And I think, and, and so we can say that um, there's two things that are very um, confusing to me because it'll say, we read somewhere that it said in 1970, the course became required for both men and women. Mm -hmm in the 1970s. So I think it was important for people to know, I guess at that point in the 70s, it was, what do you think was happening at, around that time in the 70s, where it was now required for both men and women? Uh, I mean, we talked about this last week when we were talking about the movie Claudine. Right. Uh, and what was happening during that time in the disconfiguration of the family unit of what a family unit would look like uh what it would look like absence the presence of the father or the dad or the male masculine figure uh, in that situation what that would look like with the mother being left uh, behind as a single parent right. uh, of, of one child or multiple children you know what i mean so the circumstances that were created it, it during those times you can you can see well if the status was man go to work man bring the check women run the home right in that kind of in this con in the context in which i'm saying because there are many contexts you can right, look at this right. but in the one that i'm saying is like when the man brought that money home right you had one person that was that was pretty much uh overseen because if the man is out working he don't necessarily know what's really going on inside of the home until he sit down and do what talk to his wife 
The wife is going to tell him what's going on with the children, what's happening at school. The wife is going to tell him about, you know, what's going on with the flow of bills. Or not. It, because it, if she is the manager of the home, she's probably just like, just give me the $300. Well, she's going she's gonna to be doing that. But what I'm saying is the only way the man could know, he has to sit down and talk to his Got wife it. so okay. she can let him know, hey, this is what's happening. This is what needs to be done. Are we slacking over here? Or we starting to get more product over here? That means we're going to have to. So now, right. instead of the man having to have all the stuff on how to how to manage stuff the woman has that responsibility because why she's with the children majority of the time right he's out in the field working when they come back together she know every bit of every aspect of their of, of that system that they have as a unit right and if the money get misappropriated ain't but one person having the money so you messed the money up you know not saying that the woman did she was able to regulate it right. in such a way that there wouldn't be no misappropriations because the man got to bring it home and you can keep you can keep tabs of it and, 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 make and sure i'm only looking at you like that because i'm thinking as soon as you said that do you think because it was the 70s do you mm -hmm. think this is where families again were broken because at this point there were no jobs for the men to provide to their wives who were actually yeah i mean claudine explained it all about how and I'm talking about African-American families right now, black families, whatever you want to call it. But um, this was in the 1970s. And look at that. Look, we have to look at also look at the other things that were going on at this time. Right. There was there was civil uh, rights uh, movements. What's this, I'm from the negative right now. OK, OK. <laughs> there was drug abuse going on. Hell run. Right. You know, from the 60s, 50s, 60s coming on in. Right. right. They were still shooting hair run. Um, black exploitation was out. We was in Superfly era. Right. Uh, so, you know, the pimping and the pimp game was in, in full effect. The snorting of cocaine was still, you know, doing this thing. And they, at the 70s, the preparation of the introduction of crack was coming. Some people may not believe this, but crack was already in existence, you know what I'm saying, before they said, well, this big boom in the 80s. So, America, not only was the job scarce, there was a lot of drug use and alcohol uh, uh, abuse going on at the time, too. A lot of people right. trying to self-medicate to get through some hard times. You know, the, the running of the numbers, the number uh, uh, market and stuff. So when you start looking at all those things, daddy can't be home if he on drugs. Daddy can't be home if he's an alcoholic or a mama. And if you got two parents in the house and they're doing things like that, the children, those particular children, they're going to have it a little bit rougher unless somebody intervened in their lives. So, yeah, you know. so it makes a lot of sense then to me that um, somehow this started in the 70s and, and was required uh, uh, for, in the 70s, it was required for both men and women. Mm -hmm. But then it talks about how in 1994, it was reformed from home economics to family and consumer sciences. Isn't that interesting how we like to gloss things and put names into it? Um, why do you think, wh what would be the difference from home economics to family and consumer sciences? It's, it's really not a difference. If you go inside of the definitions of both of those, you're gonna find a keyword, which is science. Okay. And science is the knowledge. In order to get knowledge, you got to do what? You have to study or be or have or access to information. So when you it's still talking about how goods and services are being studied, 
the movement of it, the prog- the progression of it, and how people are gravitating towards, you know, who are the consumers and who are the producers. Because right. there's a difference. Right. You know what I mean? So you, you can keep a study also on the psychology of what the people are doing. And that gives those in power and those in position in the institutions the leverage to know when to raise inflation, drop it in different right. things based off the movement of the people and the and the study of the system and itself. And do you think, do you think that most of the home appliances that were invented by african-americans because again they're even in this households of fordism where the white family mm-hmm. had the ability to hire mm-hmm. an african-american person or a black person to come and work in their home mm-hmm. how, how do you think that transpired like how do how do you see that like so here's a family who has the ability because they they have the husband who makes the money to buy the house to include these appliances or no appliances to hire the 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 blacks right the so-called black the so-called man, that's man. not right mm-hmm. um to do the essential work that's required and we had a conversation about that mm-hmm. that he here it is that the only jobs that were available for black women were to service these homes in most cases. Unless. Unless. Unless you had those notable black women who showed forth a desire to be in the realm of science, who possessed the mental aptitude to go above. Like we read the, like the story of those sisters or those women that NASA that fought to get into NASA that right. came up with the, the math- mathematic right. equations to for certain things Absolutely. to happen. You see those type of women in a different bracket having to fight to get in to express themselves on the intellectual level through the sciences of math. You understand what I'm saying? So so in other words, if if you did not show forth those types of um, um, sparks of ability, then the jobs that you would have would still be you know, going in as a housekeeper, going in as a cook, going in as a maid, uh, going in as a babysitter. And that that's that is what was available for those uh, women of color at that time, those that we call the African-American woman or the so-called Negro woman. And I do say so-called because these are not even uh, any names that are associated with anything that our people know. These are given names by our conquerors. Um, so from that from that perspective there women have always been a part of the workforce there has never been a time that a a so-called black woman or african-american woman uh from the time of slavery and brand brought over here that she didn't know what work was she knows what work is she knows what uh, uh what it is to take care of somebody else's family before she could take care of her own so when we when we know that aspect of history, and again, as Salty Coffee was saying, in particular, right now we're talking about the so-called African American or, or the the members of the indigenous family, us, the original people here in North America. But um, when me and Salty was talking, I, I wanted to highlight that fact that we don't know a time when there was no work for us, or we didn't have to actually go out and do the manual work, and that how doing that manual work, which was hard work from, from KC sun up to KC sun down, that we had to come up with inventions to make the workload a little bit easier. 
And there comes all of the different things when you talk about stuff like the washing machine being created and how these patents wouldn't wasn't even in the hands of the creators. These patents were stolen in most cases. Uh, the, the the so-called slave, the so-called uh, uh, Negro or or or, or, or the, the children or those that was upon the slavery and the children thereafter, when you look at the, the, the creating of the stoplight, when you look at other things that was happening between the men and the right, it's a lot of different things, but our women have always been working and our men were always working. And what happened to where we can even have a conversation about unemployment now? Why is the black man unemployed now when he was doing 90, damn near 90% of all the work? Doing slavery and moving forward, even when slavery was uh, 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 abolished, right? They still found a way to work. And then when it wasn't profitable anymore because of certain changes, you start seeing how those jobs were starting to slip away and change into the hands of others. All of this has a part to do with, with economics and things that we should be learning in our home, thus brings in home economics at the time. But that's what Carty just brought to the table back in 19, uh, Salty uh, Coffee just brought to the table uh, back in 1994, excuse me, when we're talking about family and consumer sciences, we're still talking about the, the, the production of how money is, is, is studied, used in comparison to the products and the services provided under the construct uh, uh, or this um, corporate structure called America. And if we don't know how to regulate that or understand what that is, you would begin to see how there was the breaking of the families and how there was the breaking of the individuals in and of themselves to where now you're poverty stricken. And once again, as I said, poverty is a, is a, is a construct. There, there is no natural such thing called poverty. Everything in life that's living has access to an earth that has plenty. Right. You know, mm-hmm. message. I'm not sure if this narrative is correct, but I always believed in the 1950s and 1960s, after World War II wiped out Europe and Asia, America stood as the economic power. So they could build a middle class where people who um, they wanted to have those jobs could have those jobs. But um, we're not in the position anymore. You know, um, I don't know what the position of America is. But I feel like um, opportunities are very um, subtle and it takes a lot of like knowing your fundamentals and seeking them out as much as you can. And um, Rambo almost over. Um, I think home economics is good because that's where you get to choose where the money and your time and your labor and your effort goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that message. Um, I, I think it should, if it is back under the family and, uh, and consumer, consumer sciences, sciences, what we need to learn now is why are we consumers and only consumers? Like, why do we live a life where we have to buy stuff? And, and how did we get programmed so much so? that we have to buy stuff. Do you know the answer to this? For ex- of course I do, but I'm just saying like, I want people to think, okay, why did I buy uh, through COVID or through a, a so-called incoming storm, 20,000 toilet paper rolls? <laughs> put, it in a, put it in a comparison, then and now. Now. 
Okay. Right. In in the process of thinking about the question that you're asking us to entertain. Right. As I'm listening to you ask the question, I'm saying in my mind, right? Because I know we know. Right. Because we talk about the construct and the, the formation of the system and how there are so many things visible to us that we can get if we had the mentality to research. Or have an understanding of history, or to ask these questions about the formation of uh, institutions like the IRS, you know, that deals with money and the taxes and the regulations of certain things, and who is behind that, you know. So when you think about um, going back in the day, as opposed to now, and you talk about products then and products now, you will see back in the day. When there wasn't a Publix or when Dixie or when or a Kroger's or Walmart, and we talked about this a little Woolworth. bit the other there day too. Woolworth. No store that you had to actually get your food from the farmers that produced it or the or the produce that you produce yourself mm-hmm. that was coming straight up out the earth. The good old mother earth. Now you got to think about this here. Who sat back and said, we need to destroy someone's ability to do for themselves and to grow product for themselves. We need to monopolize this system, right? So that we can bring them to us because based off the economics that we've studied, we need to be in control of how certain things move about. That we can keep a tab on the growth or the fall, right? Of how the people respond. So in con- being a consumer, you have to take you have to take the ability away from the individual and give it to somebody else in a in a in an in in institution style. If 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 you understand what I'm saying, instead of cooking, you got McDonald's, you got Burger King, you got the little mom and pop stuff that pop up because when you put it up on the corporate structure, is that why a lot of people can't cook? A lot of people, a lot of people can't cook because they, you know grandma wasn't there, mom it wasn't passed down. Because when you come from out of the house, you got to go on the work field. You don't have time. I mean, Shonda just said she only remembers learning how to make mac and cheese. Was it? The mac and cheese was one of the thing they taught us. <laughs> you can make it with the block cheese. You can make it with the powder cheese. You can make it with the creamy cheese. Which one would be oh. more affordable? All she remembers was making French toast and some baking. <laughs> Hey, but that but again, if you think about true true home economics, right. the bacon and the French toast, which you need eggs and bread, it got to come from somewhere. It's a product. Who sold the product? I you ain't go slaughter no 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 hog to get the bacon. You didn't go out and get no wheat and and go through a process to make it flour to bake the bread. Right. You know what I mean? So when we did have the ability to do that, which most families were doing right. here, right. you had control of your home, of your life. And so when you had the structure of mother, father, children working together, the reason that people don't like the structure now, because we got a bad rap, a rap in the breakdown of the people, which people got to pay attention to this here. We, in order for us to get to the next level of control, we got to take the power out the hand of the people. Okay. We have to break up the family structure. If the mother and the father is strong, if the mother and the father understand construct, the children are going to be strong too. And they know how to do their own thing. Absolutely. 
their own French toast. Make them make them dependent on us. We don't want them to be able to go in the kitchen and cook. We want them to come to McDonald's, come to Firebird. Why? Because this is business. Right. Economics, the study in the science of money, commercialism, everything we talk about up under the construct again. Like sewing. Sewing, that's money. Making Who make the clothes? Right. Making making soap. Making grandma and them used to make their own clothes. And also my mom and used to make my own, own yogurt. Dove make the soap my now. My mom used to make her own yogurt and I didn't get it at back then but because there was no yogurt. There was only Dan So we were we were more we were more in line with the natural order of knowing how to do for ourselves. Right. And economically if the loans are working for some other groups. You can't you you can't come to prominence if you can't dominate and monopolize a system, right? If the people know what's happening. So you have to find a way to dumb the people down. That's where marketing come in. That's where psychological warfare comes. Because these people study the science of the mind. That's it. That's why those who are in power, as Marcus Garvey said, those who are foremost in science rule the world. They study in places where we play. Like right now, we we Thanksgiving just left us. Christmas is on the way. Christmas, if don't nobody understand, when you look at it from a religious standpoint, they fantasized it. They created the illusion, right? They connect you to something that you can't really access, but tell you can access it through what? A prayer, through a conversation within your mind. But there's no place that you can go challenge that. So it's a belief. But what's actually happened is based upon uh, the, the, the human inclination of the doing of good to, to be able to help somebody that's in need, right? That's giving. You're giving up your time. You know, you're, you're sacrificing uh, certain things in your possession. So up under these constructs, it's about commercialism and everything to your marriages, to your education. If education was was that important and the people really needed it, it why do you? It would be free. It would be free. If you cared about the people's health, it would be free. Some people say, "Well, how you gonna do it? There'll be too many people. Where the doctors gonna come from? From the very people that's right there." But if you knew how to take care of yourself, which you did do, right, you would need the health insurance because we live a little bit better. We were a little bit stronger. The stuff that we're doing now is breaking us down. Right, because of these the formation of these pharmaceutical companies, which is big business, making all type of drugs, and here we is. We we don't got so conditioned now that every everything is. A, I got too much weight. Take a pill. I'm too skinny. Take a pill. I want to grow a mustache. Take a pill. Whatever it is you want to do, take a pill. Who creating these synthetic medications? So it's very important for those that understand the science and those that want to be the masters. They have to find creative ways to continue to manipulate us. And that's how these you make these comparisons. Yesterday, we grew our food. Today, we're going to Wally, Wally World, what they call Wally World in Publix to get vegetables that's tainted and food that's tainted and sugar. And, and we salt. don't even know where it comes from and how it's grown right. and what kind of water or anything. Absolutely. We just know it says in some cases organic and we don't even know what that means. We don't we don't have time right. to even investigate. Message. Sorry, my mind is just going here. Um had a lot of coffee too. But um <laughs> I think that if two people were really on board and completely harmonious in their desire for like getting economically secure, it's very achievable. If five people in the household, like say um, the elder parents and the husband and wife and maybe a brother or two, if they're all on board, 
to focus on that, I think it's almost guaranteed. And if they're willing to do whatever it takes to achieve the goal of economic prosperity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we, this is what we talk about every day. Every day. We spoke about it in the um, group operation. In group cooperation. Group cooperation, where the we use an example of how to use the family unit, mm -hmm. uh, with the watching the movie Claudine. And how we can take each of those kids that she had, the six of them, to create a whole economic um, business. So we have a message on YouTube. Like my mom says, more money, more money, more money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Someone needed to be paid or get paid to give out the product. Where the elites can build on our wealth through taxes, etc. Then unfortunately, we were not education educated like others were absolutely well when you break down the, okay again we were talking about the schooling system right and when we were talking about the private schools we were talking about the charter schools we were talking about the public, public schools. schools right three schools but three schools that's teaching very different things and, and in some cases the same things in different ways in different ways right so you have to look so at the dynamics of that and, and this is one of the things that we are not programmed to do. We're not taught to do. We're taught to pay attention to other things other than the business of how the country is being ran. They don't need everybody to be aware of what's happening because you can't steal if people know what's happening. You can't take advantage. You can't misappropriate funds if people know what's happening. If, as, as being trans said, and as we talk about all the time, and when you understand the necessity of group operation and group cooperation, you can you can build and bankroll anything that you want to do as a collective. And if we and if we understood the true science of home economics within the confines of the system that we live in, we can we can follow this format throughout our community, which we used to do. You see, that's why history is so important. But because we but because we're taught about all this, we live in the modern world now. Like we no, that's that's old stuff. We don't need that anymore. We don't have to do that anymore. Well, why not? We need to move on. Yeah, and because and, be, and then you don't even know why you have the thought to do that because when you think about how it was back in the day. People actually worked. People actually put in the time. People actually didn't go out and just have fun. They actually was learning the science of how to regulate the business and build business, run a run a checkbook, how how to use the commercial instruments. They knew how to do math without the agency of a calculator. They knew how to do music without the agency of a beat machine. They were doing things and using the mind to where now they've made things so convenient for us, you don't have to use as much mind power. So we we the microwave generation for real, because we want everything easy, which robs us robs us of our ability to actually to actually uh to actually correlate with the world around us and access the earth, you know, that we need to sustain Absolutely. ourselves. I think, I think, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. good? Okay. okay. So this is uh, Wanda, the host of Salty Coffee Podcast, along with the icon. Hey. You look at his website. I'm actually in Jacksonville, Florida, visiting the icon so that we can work on projects for 2023. 
Hello, Twitch, uh, Twixie. Twixie baby. <laughs> Twixie baby. baby. Oh my God. I can't even get the name. Tawan. And, uh, Smoke Bigger. I don't know. New? Are you new? Welcome. Ooh, she's probably going to leave a message. But, um, and Shonda on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. And we are on Facebook on both the Salty Coffee business page and the icon business page so i think the reason why do you think and this is a question for everyone who's listening right now why do you think the either home ec or the family and consumer sciences was removed from the public system Without reading this icon, why do you think it was removed, um, well, knowing what we know now? Well, again, unfortunately for me, I end up going to prison. Right. Fortunately for me, while I was in prison, I you know, um, was given an opportunity to have the time to get away from the worldly thing because I'm in a place of confinement. So I don't have access to the world anymore. I don't I don't get to go jump in a car. I don't have a worry about going to a job anywhere. But but wait, bef- because before you even go there, mm. you're pretty good at so did you what did you learn in prison during that time about home economics? Because you're good at maintaining a home and like you're these are things that I learned in my home home. These are things right. that I took to uh, uh to prison. Right. Because in, in our home, my great aunt, she was right. a disciplinary, but she was a person of business. The business, right. So she you know, she did what she could to help us understand the whole aspect of how to take care of yourself. Right. By me and my older sister would Woman be. Woman or man. Right. Because my aunt made me do every. When I got to a certain age, my auntie made me wash dishes. She made me cook for myself. I right. had to do the yard. I had to take out the train. And I said, keep my room. If I, if I didn't put my clothes my pants or my clothes on the clothes hanger. No, this is a woman that understood in her mind what it was going to take to make sure that we understood what it would take. And I didn't understand what she was doing at that time. Like, I thought she was just being mean. Put the clothes on the hanger wrong. She, she, she got physical with you. <laughs> you want to cheat and sweet stuff up under the bed and up under the rug. She coming and do a full inspection and find that she putting hands on you. Something going to hit you, right? Auntie sounds familiar. Auntie wasn't on the auntie wasn't on the play with, and I'm very thankful for that type of uh, discipline. My share, though I didn't understand at the time, but when I went, well, when I was kidnapped, and they took me to prison, I mean I was guilty for what I did, but I I, you, yeah. I didn't just go take there my legs and go to prison, but you way, know, but there was a way for you to get out of it had you known what you know now. In in some cases, and in in, in in my case, I could have done less if I would have known. But going into the prison system, I was already prepared for a lot of different things. Um, right. So when it when it come right down to the question that you're asking about the home, like without looking at the screen, what happened? Again, in order for you to take control over the masses of the people, you have to maintain a level of control. The only way you can control people is through what influences them. 
Right. You have to know the art or the science of psychology, how the mind works. You have to create certain things. And in the world that we live in, again, um, when you talk about how certain things are created to instill fear, how certain things are created to bring out things that open up your pleasure center, like food or the excitement of traveling or the excitement of getting the new car you notice in everything that gift. we a gift anything a box is just wrapped up you have to create that magical illusion that it's all about the physical or all about the material so there is always a push to push us away from the spiritual and the mental which if we had those things the same way we had uh, uh the propensity to go for material and we went about that with the spiritual and the mental then we can bring some kind of balance between those and know how to flex it. So when you get things right, you wouldn't automatically think, okay, it's a thing. It's made out of fabric. Fabric comes from somewhere. This is the understanding of home economics. So instead of me going to buy Gucci, right? You make me a bag. I can make my own bag or, you know, so I can get the material, which probably would be less or I can get enough material that I can reproduce. Which which you have mentioned, and I'm sorry to cut you off, mm -hmm. you have mentioned this about prison, that people were making bags. Absolutely. Out of, um, I remember purchasing a bag made out of the Starbucks, not Starbucks, the Starburst. The paper wrappers. wrappers. Well, you had guys that was in yeah. that, that was created to take potato chip bags. Or, potato chip bags, yeah. Uh, 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 roll pop wrappers and right. could make pole purses, right? Uh, then you had the guys that was in there that were in hobby craft that actually could put in orders to get the, the cowhide, the soft leather, and they was producing bags like Dooney and Burke. I know coach bags. They these guys had those kinds so of you skills, you know. Some of those skills were taken, and some of those ideas were taken in from the elites and and, and produced the mass produce. Like how how do do you recall any of that? As far as them being able to taking see the, the idea, yeah. Like no, these 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 ideas were all they already prevalent in the world. There's nothing okay. going on in prison that's not going on in the so-called free world. You got you got the prison, which is a confined space, and we call that the microcosm. And then you got out here where we at in the so-called free world. This is the macrocosm. They are reflections of each other because it's it's just the the same people within. Uh, a broken like down like structure. So we have you, and when you go into prison, you have still have to survive. So when when you go in there, if you have the the mentality to learn and grow, which fortunately for me, because of my situation and the pressure that was on me and the longing to want to be up out of that trouble, I had to look at things a certain type of way. One, I got to be able to survive back here because you know some people watch movies and they think like, man, you go to prison, they. Fresh meat, fresh meat. No, but I went to prison. Hell, this is my first time in prison, too. All I need to know is can I get to the shank or give me something sharp because if anybody stepped the wrong way. So you in survival mode, so you have to learn the do's and the don'ts. I had to understand what currency was back then, and currency was stamps. Within within the prison. Isn't it? You got economics in there. You got to know who are the key players, what's available. I mean, from the kitchen, well, if they didn't sell bell peppers and onions in the commissary, you want to eat you a good meal. And they got so far away from where the, how the feds was when I first went in the early 90s. I seen how it crumbled because of the overpopulation, which has something to do with economics. Right. There was a greed in this corporate structure. There's a greed in capitalism, and it's insatiable. And those who are at the top, 
They're going to do everything. Right now, what's the guy's name that's buying up all this land in America? He got land every damn way. Is it Bill Gates? Uh, he, he buying land everywhere. Why is he doing Gates. that? Yeah. Why is he buying land? Why Bill Gates ain't buying Bitcoins? He's, he's buying lands, in my, it, well, from what I understand, is for satellite um, space, airspace, yeah, because is, at some yeah. point... Um, what you need satellite space for? Well, I mean, think about, I want us to really think about these things. No, I, I, we're, we can write it down and we can have a whole conversation <laughs> and a whole topic on that. Hey, Bill look. Gates and why he's right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, something. when we come back and we discuss this topic to buy the land and to say I'm getting it for airspace, we understand up under the construct that we have wavelengths. That's how we able to talk right. to y'all waving right. Jacksonville and you all over the world. Quick, all over the, right. Because airspace and the the concoctions of how to harness that is very important when it comes to economics too. Again, this is their structure. Right. So economics has a type of value. When you say currency, we also hear currency when you're dealing with electrical uh, uh, things. Be careful of that current. Or when you're in the water, say don't swim against the current. You're talking about different things that can charge or have a, a pull that's strong. Right now, we've been pulled through the formation of our thoughts on how currency is supposed to be. That's why everybody wants the money. I got to get to the bag. Why do you have to get to the bag? Because getting to the bag, I can go buy, buy what? Goods. That's a consumer. Stuff. Or stuff. Because to me, buying goods would be buying the land. If Bill Gates is buying, and they say he got land in the 50 states. Damn. That land is going to produce something. Right. Right? It really, without having money, that land will produce what it's going to produce. But up under the system to have control of the finances where he can buy that much, he can control who's getting fed, who's not getting fed, what the land going to be used for, and do you have uh, the, the authorization to fly through my, my airspace? I can sell that too. Absolutely. Everything that was given to us Absolutely. for free, they don't find a way to hold it through a uh, 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 fictitious paperwork that come from their mind that don't have no standing and rule and dominate everybody that's in And you know who was the able country. to do that? Where Americans were very pissed off when they found out who it was? Carlos Slims. Carlos Slims is actually Mexican mm -hmm. and he was the one that created the whole phone call from the U.S. to Mexico. So whenever you... I, of course, you don't know this, but people who traveled to Mexico back in the early 90s, mm -hmm. if you wanted to make a phone call, that would be like $35 for two minutes. Like, literally, this man was charging a dollar, $2, $5 per minute mm -hmm. for a phone call, mm -hmm. international phone call. So he, he, I believe, also was the one responsible for creating the phone calls for prisoners or MCI or something like that. Um, I, I, don't I don't know about. Yeah, but I believe I know in some cases it was MCI. Um, but he also purchased ITS, the inmate telephone system. Okay, they but I, I do know that MCI yeah. was one of the ones that were families were forced to get mm -hmm. on their phone bill. You know, like when right. you had a landline um, to to call the families who were in prison.
or for the prisoners to call their families at home. You mm-hmm. had to have a, a, a an extended or a something different other than what you had on your regular line. But he also purchased the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, a lot of people were very missed. Wait, 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 wait. Who's, who's this owner who's a Mexican guy buying the New York Times? Mm-hmm. So uh, those were removed from the academia you know how when you go to the libraries and the libraries have newspapers and news articles mm-hmm. and stuff like that? As soon as Carlos Sims purchased a, a, a percentage of the New York Times, it was removed. It was totally removed from there. But Shonda says um, people don't need to learn some of the things anymore, like sewing and everything is available online. So... <laughs> Don't leave, don't leave a comment yet. Don't comment yet, because I think that is part of the problem. Uh, When you depend on someone else, absolutely, it's not a part of the problem. It's a problem for us. Correct. When I I say us, I'm talking about those of us that depend on others. Right. Right. but not a problem for those that produce. The, see, the person that produces, they can afford to consume. The person that <laughs> consumes and just work to be able to consume, you, we find ourselves being the ones that's overburdened with, with, with the type of pressures by, by the bills if we don't regulate or understand economics and how to manage money and, and save and different things. Because it happens. There's all kinds of ways to look at it. But again, if you if when you apply common sense to um why would I want somebody else to do something for me that I can do for myself? Yeah, right. And if I can't do it for myself, why can't I do it? And if it's because I don't have time, what am I giving my time to? And when you look at what you're giving your time to, if what you're giving your time to don't make sense, then it's damn sure ain't making no dollars. So you don't have a business mind. You don't have a product and or service. Do you have a cab? company are you out there selling ice cream or candy bars or washing whatever it is that you need to be doing if your time is not being spent doing those things to be able to 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 create wealth or create a a stream of income then you're totally working for somebody else and you're totally dependent on somebody else to do what make you what you are all you become to them is just another commodity to make money to keep them afloat while you going back and forth and sometimes living check to check, sometimes it's like, damn, and you're really working yourself that you can do what at 65, maybe in hopes of a retirement if you have a 401k plan or IRA or whatever the case may be. And I wish I knew how to sew because that would have saved me a lot of money on mask when mask yeah. for through COVID was a thing. But I'm too busy. I can't. Why? Because I got to go to work. I have a whole bunch of T-shirts that I have from my job that I could have taken those T-shirts if I knew how to sew and make masks out of them. Right. But I think what's important with within that as well is that um, when she says people don't need to learn some of those things. I, I, I think, and being fair. And being found. Right. Because what I'm hearing uh, Shonda say to us is this is the reality. Right. When we've moved past the horse and the carriage and now we have the Mercedes, do you really need a horse? 
But for those that understand the value of a horse in the confines of the system, <laughs> yeah, I need a horse. Why? Because a horse can keep on reproducing itself. Right. 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 They are part of the ecosystem. We use them for things still to this day. Right. Not only just for transportation or to get across some places, we breed them, we race them. There are other things that this horse, this magnificent creature is for. But in modern times, why go get a horse when I can jump into my little Civic or my little whatever because it is I drive? At some point, the gas may run out. Yeah. And where are we, where we are, where are we in a rush to get a lot of times? The places that they don't gave us to go. Because if again, you don't own nothing. Right. Which I don't own anything, right? So when it's time for me to even go out and have fun, I got to do what? Go to somebody's establishment. Do you have an establishment? I don't have an establishment, but I'm going to somebody's establishment. Right. That's why when we don't learn these things and we are we just give it over or we're taught not even to do these things for ourselves, and that's what's happening. We're not teaching these things. So our children today, they're not focusing on that. They're thinking about technology, bitcoins, and the next thing, digital currency, and all this other stuff, because that's where everything is at right now. The need to do something manually and to understand the value of what that is, those who have the institutions under control, they don't need us to want to do that, because if we were doing that for ourselves, they couldn't be in power. So it is It is just by virtue of understanding the system. The system wants you to be in their hands 100%. And I love it. Dependent. I love it how... It, it has I do love it how we have people who are um, promoting people who sew, like who, who actually create fashion mm-hmm. on a personal level. You right. know, and that, and, and the the tricky part for them is that it's expensive. It becomes extra expensive when it's not done during through the industrial mm-hmm. settings. You know, like you have you buy a ten dollar t shirt mm-hmm. that only costs a person from another country their salary of two cents an hour, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think about. I think about how when we buy a 19.99 shirt, it probably really only costs two dollars to make, mm-hmm. but because of the transition in between the color, the water we use, the environment that we killed mm-hmm. to to pay, you know, because we have to pay for the scraps to be thrown out, mm-hmm. we have to pay for the remaining sewing uh, stitches that were made wrong or irregular sizes that were messed up Mm -hmm. in the process of being made that stuff is like trash so we have to pay more for the trash those are the so so that's why so and in many cases when we see a t-shirt that's forty dollars it's not because we want the creator to make the money it's because that's how much it costs throughout um, but the the benefit, I guess, for that person is that let's say it did cost two dollars to make. Right. You're gonna make a profit of thirty eight dollars. Absolutely. To continue the process, but that's sad. It, I mean, it's it's sad for who? It ain't sad for the person that's the the holder of the company it's or sad the product. For the person who's actually working in that environment. Where they're overworked, yeah. Um, the environment is unsafe. 
when you talk about these warehouses that, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. that they talk about absolutely, the absolutely. people that do all this cheap labor and don't want them to make big profits absolutely well it, it's definitely sad for them but these people take the work nonetheless because in these particular because places they need to make it they, right they got they have to survive right. now it's sad from those of us who actually got a conscience or got a heart to but, be able to see something like that happen. So how is it that in another country they're not even seeing that? Because in how they're being used. Because in because in that country the poverty had the, the poverty level or the lack of something has been magnified so much. And on top of that, deal, you gotta think in some of these other countries, if we think we ain't got no rights in America. Think about the people in these other countries where somebody can come in the middle of the night and really just we don't need no damn uh warrant. Right, right. <laughs> we just coming in. So there there is a tremendous amount of fear. But these people they find a way to do what? Formulate and come together, organize, and cooperate. So right? she, so she responds by the metaverse. Yeah, the the metaverse. Listen, when I first read um I'm, I'm, i got to give credit where credit is due because i was doing a show with um empress aura talk that shit that's as she called herself on her podcast ever stitch she was talking about um ftn f ftns or what are this tnfs i know it has something to do with the metaverse it has something to do uh the, the uh, uh um they was talking about the bitcoins Right. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, I'd get the, get the right words for that. But when I seen somebody sell some digital real estate and made like two point three million dollars, I say, I say, well, okay, it's not real. Right. It's just numbers. That's it. Right. And I say, damn, they a person sold some stuff that's not real that you got to look through through, you know, the technology. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a lot of that. They're Snoop Dogg and them doing a lot of different people doing it still. You can come up with a painting. I'm trying to think of the, them three letters because it means something. Because I was learning a lot of stuff on that particular show because I don't know. But I had heard people talking about it back in like 2017. Right. I had a friend that was talking about the Bitcoin at that time. He kept trying to tell me, man, I think you need to get on this. I think you need to get on this here. Now, this is what I'm going to do when I get out. Right. So when you talk about the metaverse and you talk about the, the, this digital currency, and this is the new thing, right? And there's a lot of fear that comes with this, and it's also a lot of uh, of of insecurities like, too. And you have to fear something that's not real, and who's controlling this stuff? Like for real, for real. But one they, thing they say is us that we're controlling. We never controlling anything. But I don't believe that. We never control anything. I know that. Cause like you said the other day, right now if they wanted to craft the system and take every bit of what you got in your bank, they right? They could they can erase those numbers and say we don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> For real. If you had feet, they had the actual fiat money, right? And they said to the system, the fiat money no longer has any value. Not we don't even want the faith of the people. What you gonna even, do with all that paper? Even, even when we already know that there's a through the New Deal. That mm. those systems were in place to protect us. It was supposed to be. Supposed to be. But mm. it could still happen. We know that for a I'm going to tell you, the greatest thing that I learned out of all of this that we've been studying and within the last few weeks or so is the fact that anytime you see the formation up under the corporate structure, I think that's what it is to F. FTS. And I'm gonna get. I'm gonna next time I I see everybody. I'm gonna have the correct the, the correct uh wording wording for mm -hmm. that part of uh, what I was learning. Mm 
Um, where I was at? I was just saying something. I got thrown off a little bit. I'm sorry. You threw me off a little bit. I did. My bad. But in the formation, right, of these corporate ideals that 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 were that we're given, mm-hmm. um, when we actually when we actually think about where we're headed and the maintenance of what we need to do, it truly really does not have anything to do with metaverse. It has nothing to do with bitcoins. It has nothing to do with credit cards. At the end of the day, because that's that's what's most important, the real thing. They create all of these other entities through these institutions, right? To be able to control how people are gonna do, they can regulate. Right. How you're gonna work the new labor force. Right. The new, the, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And we are up on the system I mean, to that degree. <laughs> yeah, we're in our fifties, but, so yeah, but the new what generation, what I would want to say to them, we don't run and rule anything. Right. Right. We give that power to others. Right. They create, they hold the titles and the deeds and the reins to the construct that was started again thousands of years ago. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So all we're doing is being born into this world and giving out, uh, and, and, and giving out, um, our education, right? We are indoctrinated 100% because none of us sat down to the table to, to have a say so in how this stuff was going to be regulated and formatted in the first place. Absolutely. So, how can we sit back and say, I own this and I got? No, you don't own anything. You're just a holder for right now. But at the end of the day, Share. you got to pay taxes, right? Uh, they, they you got to disclose when you have absolutely. LLC, you have to disclose all of your business dealings. So we got three messages or two. Let's go with it. I have great worry about the metaverse and digital assets because the person who, at the end of all the trading, has the asset. What do they own? What What is that piece of digital art worth? What is Bitcoin worth after people stop trading and trying to do a greater fool's paradox where you can sell for more than you got without adding value to it? I'm very hesitant about digital currency. He said he's very hesitant about the cryptocurrency. I would be be too. (laughs) I'm 52. It's still new to me. I I don't understand it 100%. I get it. Why am I more interested in the Bitcoin that that they making from what comes from the earth than the earth itself? Why am I why am I not more interested in interested the earth? In the, earth yeah. the land. And if I was, who would want to prevent me from wanting to be interested in the land? These questions have to be answered. That's why, you know, hey. That's FTX, CoffeeZilla, C O F F E Z I L L A. He's a YouTube personality that does reporting on uh Things like this, things like what happened to FTX and uh, get rich quick schemes and other things. He has his opinions, of course, but he also does a lot of heavy uh, fact finding. Okay. Absolutely, we we appreciate that being trained because that see when you when you can find those people that understand these sites because they follow them, right? Uh, and especially if they got 
uh, the right type of heart and intent to help other people understand the right. pros and cons of it. I mean, that's what we need. Because like <laughs> after all, I mean, we still live in the in in this system. We live up under this system. It's, it's rules, it's regulations, it's laws, it's mission statements. We just have to know how to navigate. We need to learn how to navigate because we know who are the, the holders of the power. But they're holders of the power only because those who really have the power don't recognize that they have the power. That's the people. Right. Without the people, what institution can stand? If nobody was picking cotton, this is everybody say, you know what, the hell with that, we ain't picking out now. Cause we know the textile companies that were built and those that made the money from the cotton and the sugar and the tobacco, right? What if there was nobody to pick that stuff at the rate it was being picked by the former slaves? And anybody else that was brought in even as an indentured servant to pay off some bill in another country, as you explained about how they was doing in China with, the, mm -hmm. with our brothers and sisters over there that was ushered over here in America Absolutely. to do a couple of things over here to, to, to get their either freedom and how they was abused in the process. And it still happens with a lot, exactly. of, with a lot of groups. If no one was here to buy products that was being made, I mean, buy products at that that was made with the new with the economic value of two cent to be sold for two hundred dollars. That, that ain't usually. I don't know what that is. You flat outright just robbing the people. But you can't call it robbery if the people willingly participate. And why are you willingly participating? Because you don't know no better. The program got us right. The con we are uh, truly up under the construct and it's a negative thing. It's a negative thing. That's why we want to know the positive program. That's why we want to understand what these things are. And you don't have to be the most educated person in the world. You just got to have some common sense and, and, and the ability to just stop for a moment. But in this world, we are bombarded by so many different things and pulled in so many different directions. We very rarely take the time to just stop and say, hold on. Let me take a look at what's going on in my life for real. Where I'm successful, where I'm not successful. And let me just take my time and break it down and see what this is all about. That's what outside the box is when we, we have conversations. This is what we're saying. We're going to slow down. We're going to do some homework and we're going to give out some assignments. As Coffee says, she like to give out assignments. We need to start digging into our own thoughts and our own actions and start figuring out why aren't we asses? I have to do it every day because God knows I'm not where I need right. to be. But at least I'm aware. So I have an opportunity uh, to really push myself and be molded and get help and the support to get where I need to be. So I'm, I'm going to uh, piggyback on that. Go ahead. We're, we're at a location uh -huh. where we're paying services to be rendered. Mm -hmm. And within those services to be rendered, we have <laughs> had the services to be rendered. So if we, you and I would have, we, we in our heads, if we wouldn't have known home economics, mm -hmm. we would have been able to, to accomplish what we wanted right. by staying in this location. Right. So we're staying at a, at a sweet studio apartment mm -hmm. where <laughs> we didn't have, what was it? We didn't have a, a saucing pan, a frying pan. Right. So we had a kitchen because I like to cook where I go and visit and travel. We didn't have a frying pan. Fine. Had to we get it. Had to get it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. 
Toilet gets clogged. There's no <laughs> plunger. No plunger. Had to get it. Had to go get it. So, like literally, like this is why it's important for us to not be dependent mm -hmm. on other people, whether we're paying for services or not. And if and if we're paying for services to be rendered when it comes to maintenance within a a, a reserved location, exercise your rights. Exercise your right. They have to produce. They have to come and produce. They cannot come to you and tell you, "Well, the maintenance guy only works from nine to five. Uh, I mean, I'm. I pay. In some cases, that happens. Like it, it happens, happens a lot. That happens in my job. Right. I have I have bed bug bites. Mm -hmm. You have to act right away. No, we don't. This is what they tell you. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. You're gonna wait until the pest control company comes in. So so why are we not learning home economics? I take it so that we will be able to address those issues on our on our own, mm -hmm. and then say, hey, you didn't render these services that i pay you for and mm -hmm. i had to do x y and z because i took the home economics course mm -hmm. that showed me what do i do when i have bed bugs yeah yeah so in in in, in other words you have to learn how to be self-governing and you have to know what to do when it comes to what is available Absolutely. to you and resources to be able to communicate to those right that you're doing business with Again, if I'm paying for something, my leverage is uh, as as the the consumer at this particular time or a client or whatever the case may be. You need me and people like me to come through and do what? Advocate for your yeah. Because if yeah. nobody, if there's no occupants in these rooms, you're not making any money. If you're not making any money, that business is gonna go under. Absolutely. Eventually. Absolutely. So therefore, you don't want bad press because if you know how to utilize <laughs> what you have available, you can give this place all kind of bad press. Absolutely. No one wants bad press because it's a business. Don't you want people to look at some of these things you're putting on out here on your websites? How beautiful the place is, and, and when you get there, you don't have the simple thing as a as a frying pan or <laughs> a plunger in case something happens. And in the middle of the night, a which broom, you're supposed to a bomb, a broom, exactly. So, so therefore, it's just like any other thing in life when right. it comes down to it. Just know what you have at your disposal and what resources that you have and understand the, the structure that you are up under right. because the more you know these things the less control they will have even though they're in control you don't have to partake in everything or be burdened by everything because you know how to self-govern yourself absolutely in your family i shouldn't have to wait till the next day that i check out to have a clock a, a toilet unclogged mm -hmm. or or sink Unclocked. What did I say yesterday when we was coming up here? The itinerary. Um, when we was doing the check, walking through the place. Oh, I I asked the 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 place. What do we call this the establishment? I asked them, yeah, "Do you yeah. have a check-in inventory?" Inventory list. Inventory, because when I've I've been part of participated in um what's called the um, timeshare. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when, when you have a timeshare, they give you your inventory list. Mm-hmm. And the inventory list is just basically a list that says, you know, you have a two-bedroom apartment. Make sure you check everything that you have. Anything that you don't have, make sure you check it that you don't have it. So that when you check out and don't request these items, or you check out and these items were not available or were available, mm-hmm. you will have the right to request a refund or some type of prorated incentive or something to get your money back because they were supposed to provide you with a washer and dryer, the basket, paper towels, toilet paper, towels, um, whatever it is that they were supposed to provide you for, not two plates mm-hmm. with two forks <laughs> and two cups, mm-hmm. but four, you know, four plates, four cups, whatever. So I think it's important for us to to identify when we go to these establishments and we pay what we pay that because when i did go to the front desk and i asked where's your inventory list they looked at me like i was crazy they were like what do you mean what are you missing then they had attitude which you don't have no leverage because uh, again once i ask you for it you either have it or you don't Don't, have it if you don't have it now what's going to happen we finna go in negotiation mode well, right. It should be some kind of discount. It should exactly. be something available to exactly. to ease the consumer now. Because I came with the intentions. I literally reserved this spot mm-hmm. because we're going to do a podcast and we're going to cook our own food and mm-hmm. we're going to go out. So how do you not have a frying pan? Right. You have a... a, a which, would be, which may sound petty. To some people, but no, it's not no, petty. It's not petty. You advertise this, right? right? Whatever the advertisement is, you drew me in with that. Are you? Are you? Is this false advertisement? Right. Or Absolutely. you need to produce it, and we can do this peacefully and formally. I mean, we don't. It don't have to get ugly. Just that I'm not asking for anything. But some people that have creative minds be like, you know what? Uh, let me inspect everything and see if I can find a way to get a loss. Right. You know, because or, or discount. Or discount because again, economics is involved. A lot of things happen when you Absolutely. deal with economics, but it can make people turn into the most savage of people. Absolutely. Um, and you know how that you know how that go. So that's why you want to know, and that's why you want to be in a position where you know how to do multiple things for yourself. So, because like unclogging a, a toilet, right? Unclogging a dishwasher. No, identifying what how a dishwasher works. Who's going to plumbing school? Who's going to HVAC schools? Because home all of, economics. Because in your own home, you're gonna have these things. You you're know, why do you have to pay a plumber two hundred dollars to just come and unplunge the shit? When <laughs> now the plumber don't the plumber ain't gonna too much mind if you don't know because hey, I want to come no. get paid. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and they get paid very well. So we're not trying to so put the plumber out of business. Why are teaching plumbing in schools? Uh, they 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 do, but you have to go and find those schools. These are vocational so why, schools. So why do you think some people want to become rap artists? As opposed to because I don't want to be dealing with nobody's doo-doo, man. I don't oh, want to. I don't want to take the cuss when I, if I'm in school, I don't get to go play. I don't get to go out and, and be the player and have my jewelry on. I don't get to go out there and show off my voluptuous body. You know, this, this, this no. That's what we doing. Like, we showing off our body. We showing <laughs> off our muscles, and we want to talk about our cars and talk about we where we was at the latest <laughs> restaurant we went to. 
I mean, these are the things, that, and not that we shouldn't do these things, but right. when it comes to prioritizing what we're doing, we're supposed to have the best of whatever the, they call the best. But whatever they call the best ain't the best because it's the best. You're only calling it the best because you it's it's your name. You don't market it. You got it up there on a stand like Gucci. What is what really is Gucci? You know, I I probably make a, a product better than Gucci. Gucci. It's a name. It's a name. And I'm sure that if I put my <laughs> fat foot in a Gucci, in the quality, it's gonna hurt. But it may. But then I, I, I understand this here too. I understand the difference between how. Uh, uh, the Air Force One is put together than a BST shoe. You know what a BST is? No. <laughs> Some what people. The hell is a BST? Well, we call it BST where I'm from. That's that, these are Tennessee. They call that's that, and I'm not trying to be vulgar out here in the world. I've done we FCC regulated. Not not just yet. But not just, okay, we well, only have three in the other chamber and one in. Tennessee. Okay, so BSTs are bullshit tennises. That's what we used to call them. Coming up, cause they made a plastic. The rubber ain't real, so you'll be slipping. It's like what if you turn wrong one time, your whole foot might come out the street. <laughs> so, of course, the making of the product is something that you want to look at too. But but get what you need for what you need. Don't amass it just because of show out. But if you have the means to do so do so but i would say hey move with caution because we have a lot of people that could use the help of somebody that got a million pair of tennis shoes that's Absolutely. spending all that kind of money that other that could be put to better use i to never understood people. the whole sneaker collection thing i had that i had that problem before i had a bunch of shoes under under the age of 19. yes ma'am Okay, so that makes sense under the age of we going to the footlock because it'll be coming but, out with the But if if you, you know, hear a fifty year old saying, Well, you know, if we move in together, I have a wall to wall two hundred pair of sneakers, I'm going to like You got some fifty years old that gonna got the wall to wall sneakers and the, when you go into the walk in closet, they might got a hundred suits in there too. Because uh hopefully they can afford it. But again, do you really need it? No. It depends on what you're into. I mean, this is how much work you got to put into thinking about what you're doing. Right. If I'm into entertainment, of course, I want to look a certain type because I want to be appealing. Because, again, Absolutely. in order for me to access the economics that going to keep me at a level to be able to do these things, have five or six cars in the front yard. And you've been, you've been, ex <laughs> you experienced that this weekend a little bit. A little bit? A little bit. You've experienced that. You wore a suit. And yeah, you realize how you were treated. Yeah. Were you treated differently? I, I well, I'm the icon. Well, I'm always treated no, a certain type of way. The people love I'm me. Saying. I'm the people's champ. <laughs> so, so you're saying that you could be wearing what you're wearing now? Absolutely. I, listen, I can go outside with this New York uh, t-shirt on, these 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 short pants with my slippers on. Because it's it's my attitude. Okay, I it's the way that I, I approach it. people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what they love about. I'm the not icon. approachable. You're very approachable. Uh -huh. You was with me last night, and we was out, and in the I, I guess I was out there looking like a Baptist priest because I was looking tight with my suit on. Was very much looking, or looking like mobbish. I don't know what it was, but the people wanted to talk to the icon. So, so Shonda says um, it's like going over your friend's house, and they don't have tissues. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Like, what do you do? It better not be no rag close. So, so you have to make sure you carry tissue paper on your handbag? When you, when you moving about, 
you yeah, want to you yeah. want to be prepared for anything because anything can happen. And and, and I, now you I'm know. thinking, is that why women were uh, you know carry and this big? Look at the advantage that women have just to be able because of certain things. Men don't walk well; they do now with bags and book sacks on their back. But I don't I don't think they got toilet paper. What they don't have survival kit stuff. You know they they got pistols and weed and, <laughs> and, 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 and stuff like that. But if you really seriously, if you was really thinking about of uh, your survival and movement because anything can happen. Um, again, when you've experienced things in your life, like being over to somebody else and they don't have toilet paper, like, I know if I go over Sean and house, I better take me some wipes or something because nine times in, they ain't got no toilet paper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but a good observation and things like that happen. I know it's like we laughing, but it happens. It happens. Or, or you clog the damn thing and then what? <laughs> You, you don't know how to plunge in yourself. Well, first of all, if, if I'm at somebody's house and I don't stop at their toilet, right? I know that's going to cost somebody money if I don't get this fixed. Then, two, I don't want to be embarrassed by them coming in. What, what did you do that caused this? <laughs> so, you know, you might have some things floating around up wow. there. Wads of toilet paper that you don't use too much. When we do these things at that moment, you're not thinking about economics, but you should. Absolutely. Because everything that's happening right now, you may have to call the plumber to come. That's going to cost somebody some money. Right. You sitting here and if you ain't got nothing, you don't stop up these people's toilet. Or if you have some money, then you're going you, you gonna to know the obligation is real <laughs> to help that situation. So, and if you don't know how to plumb it yourself, that's that's a shame. You should know how to do something. That's all I'm saying. And save that $200 instead of having to pay so somebody. What, okay, so one of the reasons why um, home economics or the family and consumer sciences was removed mm -hmm. from public schools, mm -hmm. the biggest reason was budgeting. Budgeting. They're saying that they didn't have enough money. So how how do we as maybe grandparents at this point, because our kids are grown, they're way beyond college at this point. How do we how do we bring those things back to make sure that <clears throat> that that the budget is on point with do, do you even think it's important for for kids? Cuz I've seen college kids and they don't know how to do laundry. They don't even have a clue. And I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying there's a good large percentage of them. <laughs> look what they have out look what they have out there that's taking their focus right now in order to be in the top earning positions in the country you have to know a lot about technology you have to know how to navigate what you call it um uh, give me some things about the computer system that you need to know pr points um some basic things you need to know about the computer system because i'm having a brain fart right now i mean that's just it. You just need to know basic understanding of how to operate a computer. Right, 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 right? Right. You need to know how to go inside of this computer when you work for a certain company. Know, yeah. You have to know these that PowerPoints. You need to know these things, right? Excel. Excel. When you look at the computer system, the way that it is constructed, it's a lot. I was just saying this the other day. We would never even know how to access all of this stuff. Because when you go through uh, computer courses, it's a lot of stuff. Absolutely. I know that. But you're only going to use the portion that you need to fulfill your job or to be able to access right. social media, things like but, that. But even if you don't 
even if you have a job that doesn't require that, I recommend everybody to go and take a PowerPoint presentation course, uh, Excel course, like really, because you can use Excel. If, if let's say you're, um, a wedding planner, you can use Excel. It's addictive for for uh, email right. notifications. But look, writing a it's list. addictive. Absolutely. That's why people sit at the computers all day. If you're sitting at the computer all day, you're not doing what? Going out, getting in the exercise. Right. You're not communicating with other people. When you, when you don't communicate with other people, you lose social skills. Right. True. And that's that's another form of economic uh, or strain on you too. Right. When you don't have the ability to network with other people because you don't have good uh, etiquette about yourself. You know what I mean? So in response to in, in response to that, in reflection of those particular things, I think it's very important to look at this thing 360. We need to know as much as we can either on how to produce these things ourselves or get in a position to get the things that you need that right. others can come in and produce these things right. and understand again what group operation and group cooperation is. You know, that we can be the ones that, again, I can own a business, I can own the land, right? Others can come in and utilize the land and become partners or put pitch in to buy the land. Well, we all could be part owners of it. We can sit down with uh, different people to structure the type of things that we need if there's because, you know, trust got to be built. Right. We don't trust each other. And right. And so up under the constructs, we're not the most trustworthy people to each other. So Shonda says, my boyfriend said that he just started separating his clothes because they use colored bleach. He stopped. Okay, my boyfriend said that he just started separating his, his clothes. clothes because they use colored bleach. Well, I thought colored bleach was uh, like a safe bleach that for, wouldn't turn right. your colored clothes, right. that you can wash those together. So you really don't have to separate. Right. Because um, they got color guards in it. So uh, I need to learn Excel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to go back so, to I mean. Too. Again, there's many resources where you can get these courses for free if if you you know focus on where you can get those libraries, public libraries usually have those where you can get Excel courses for free. Mm -hmm. Um public libraries, what else? Um anything Anything with like a, if you're near a community college and they have co a continuing ed course, you may be able to find a, a Excel course or Microsoft Absolutely. certification. Um, and if you don't have the funds to pay for it, again, go to your employer and see if they can subsidize the cost for it. Because I think... A lot of people will work in a place and they don't ask questions about, you know, will I get reimbursed? Or you you can tell your boss tomorrow, hey, I really need to learn how to do this based on this project that you want me to do. Um, if I take this course, this is how much it costs, will you reimburse me? And guess what? They will reimburse you in many cases. Especially if it's to help the company in some form. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So you should always, you know, be on the know where to go to the library, public libraries, 
here in Jacksonville. I looked it up. They do have a lot of courses. Most of them are for younger kids, mm -hmm. but and they do have adult courses, but most of them are um, crocheting. They have crocheting here, which again, if you know how to crochet, you can learn how to do scars. And if you're in Florida and you do scars for people who live in New York, you could make a buck. Everything, everything is designed to up under the corporate structure is to make money. Right. And there's there's nobody out there that says you can't learn the formation of what this is. But I think the one thing that we're really stressing the most is though we live up under this system and though we are learning more of the social constructs and how we're programmed in a negative way against ourselves and what we need to be doing to find the positive things that we can enhance our life and the quality of our life by just simply understanding what's available, what's, what's blocking us and how to maneuver and navigate. The main thing is that we want to make sure that the balance of priority, when we think about it, our priority shouldn't be a, a, a mass, a bunch of material things, right? We should amass the type of information that shows that the true value is, is us, not right. the material thing. Right. So, in other words, if you really want to have access to economic strength, it's not always wise to go out and buy the Gucci. Even if you have the money, why give it to Gucci? Gucci and them doing pretty good right now. I think they've been around for a long time. I think they got the type of money that's so generational that, hell, if everybody in their family stopped and they did away with Gucci, they still be living for a long, long, long times to come. Right. How do you turn that back around towards yourself and say, you know what? Uh, my auntie said this to me. Me and my sister had to work every summer, but we had to do the summer school job things, like job placement. She said, okay, when you get your money, do you want to buy your school clothes or do you want me to buy them? I'm thinking about them BSTs. <laughs> BSTs again? What? The bullshit tennis. Oh, okay. Like, she really go buy this old tracks. They have some shoes called tracks. Anybody that where I'm from, uh, tracks ain't going to take no pressure from nowhere. It, it's not going to hold up on anything. So, in my head, I'm thinking about well, Big Mom, she going to go try to go to J.C. Penny. She been to go try to go to these these cheap department stores, and I want I want the stylish stuff. So I said, no, I want to buy my own outfits. So now I don't understand one outfit. I bought three. Okay, wow. Big Mom would have did. I probably had fifteen. Fifteen, right? Because she know how to look for the discounts. She know how to. She know the people in the store. So not only do she understand economics, she understand the value of relationships in the community. And a lot of times I don't been in store away. Go ahead, Miss Lady. Free. I mean, they have things in place in these businesses to cover certain things that we if we never been to a business course, we don't right. even understand how America have insurance on itself. They know there's a segment of the people that's gonna make money, don't pay no taxes. Right. They already got that written off. So they're not really losing the thing. Why? Because money is an illusion. It's not real. Right. We still ain't lost. We not, have not lost control of the minds of the people, and we still have possession to these fictitious uh, commercial instruments that give us access to the land, which really belongs to everybody. It belongs to everybody. Right. That's what we're dealing with. I mean, I got them three outfits. I was stunned real good for three days. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to give you this. Oh, um, man. And, and going back to home economics. Mm -hmm. So... 
I remember when I got my first summer job, right? And summer jobs, I didn't realize were only um, provided to students who had families of very low income. I didn't know at 10, 16, 17 that I was in low income. Like to me, I felt like we had a house, we had food, we had furniture, my house was clean, we had music. Like I did not know that I was in the lower, low, like poor. <laughs> and we just weren't raised that way because there was no, nothing to compare it to, to, like we didn't know anyone who it's the mentality make the best out of what you have so when i worked in summer camps to make like this 500 um to work at this 500 for i guess it was like eight weeks or something like that Mm -hmm. um that was the thing like all of my friends who worked with me they were like oh you give your 500 you know you spend it on clothes Mm -hmm. In in my head, I was like, no, I can't spend it on clothes. I have to give it to my mom so that she could be able to provide, you know, whatever is needed in the household to maintain the household. That's how I was thinking, Mm -hmm. because I also told you that as uh, when I was 10 years old, I would tutor and help people to do their homeworks for like two hundred dollars cash. A week. A week. Right. And this was like, what, 1980s. Mm-hmm. So here I am, 10 years old, making the, this amount of money. But anyway, I think it's important for us to just think about the home economics when it comes to the summer jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, this is what I wanted to say. When I went to lobby, about bringing up the minimum wage Mm -hmm. for about seven years do you want to tell me what you think the legislator's response was well hell if you were doing it for seven years (laughs) no like what's the need like so this is what they would say in new york state at that time when we started, the minimum wage was about still like eight, nine dollars or something mm-hmm. like that. We wanted to bring it up to a living wage as a minimum wage. And the biggest issue that they had, and I'm gonna bleep that, the biggest issues that the legislators had was that what do we do with the summer camp students who are working? for the summer job. What do we do with the babysitters? We're gonna have the babysitters make $15. Well, hello, why not? Cause I mean, they're consumers. They're gonna take the money and put it right back why in the system. Why not? I mean, that's what that the stimulus was, was all about. the biggest issue. So that goes to show you that even the people <laughs> that we elect in these positions of power, as mm-hmm. we wanna call it, they don't, they don't even understand. The whole concept. I don't. I don't think they fully understand the whole concept. They don't. Either, but they do understand the concept of getting rich. Absolutely. Or die trying, which they don't want to die, but they're right. going to get rich because they right. know that they have a particular power that's given to How them. How are you going to tell a person who's an advocate? No, we're not for seven years. 
course. You, no. You no baby to, sitters. You want to change no, things. No, 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 Why do you want to change things? Why? Not even that. Salty because I was there also <laughs> to advocate for the seasonal workers. Right. So you know how you have the cafeteria workers, right, in the school, in the public system, school, right? Right. Or private. Mm-hmm. You have the adjunct professors and professors who get a full salary for the entire year, but they're off all summer. Mm-hmm. How is that the cafeteria's person problem? It's not. It's really not. But within the but they didn't want to give them. They're not going to give a them. higher why salary. That's that's insane to me. Why to them that's not insane. But to me, that was insane. Because you see the struggling, you see the struggling person that should right. that's not getting paid what they're worth. And and they're essential employees. Absolutely. Because without them, right. the students don't eat. Mm-hmm. And if the students don't eat, guess what? Nothing happens. Right. We're gonna get back to this the separation of these clothes. What's going on, Saucy Coffee? And I, I think I heard Icon. What's going on, Icon? I'm Crystal on this platform for the listeners. Wanted to come through and support y'all on this content. How y'all doing? I'll salute to you, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Thank How you are you? Through. We're Thank talking a, a little bit about the um, home ec versus family and consumer. And if you, consumer sciences, and if you were part of home ec and if you did any home ec courses, what was your experience? How did that work? Do you think we should still have it now? And that's what we're talking about right now. Right. And I know that Crystal uh, knows the value of economics. Absolutely. Because she's a business person. She's a business and, uh, person. She does reselling. Right. Of things. Which, stuff. which, when you think about it, home economics is also supposed to, remember when we were talking about uh, from the Black Star Dictionary about the minorities and the majority and how that looked versus uh, the regular dictionary uh definition that us regular people get right right? so when you look at it from from that perspective when we was talking about how when you turn 18 which they give us a number a a numerical number 18 or 21 usually right 21 what they're saying is by the time you reach 18 or 21 you're supposed to have everything that you need to know how to self-govern yourself do business understand your civic rights they're going to place these things in your control because what well, we're saying, you don't been through the educational institutions, hopefully, and in many cases, nah. they're not. Right. That you are prepared to govern yourself. You know, you're going to know how to navigate out here in society and be either a worker or a business owner so that you can move into the majority. And the majority had nothing really to do with numbers no, no, per se. Right. But 18 years old, you become a majority because now you're given the rights. But when we look at most of our, our young people, like again, like myself, I was 19. I was 18 when I talked to my friend Fox, I was telling you about, who said to me plainly, I can have it to where you can retire at 35. I'm 18. He telling me this. I couldn't relate to what he was talking about, right? Because I've been in the streets. I'm, in, I'm out in the streets, partly working. You know what I'm saying? But mainly out here hustling and doing other stuff. I couldn't fathom the thought in my mind of somebody taking money out of my check to go towards CDs or go towards bonds or go towards whatever. Because the things that he told me about, had I had I related 
even a small bit, I could have already been out learning how to establish, you know, the process of thought, how to build a portfolio to investing, home ownership, acquiring these assets and whatnot, how to start business, uh, formulating your LLCs or or your sole proprietors or, you know, your SLC court. You would have known knew those things and everybody know especially the way the housing market is it's up and it's down i have a friend in prison that told me how even when the market is down how you can go in and still find the houses that still uh, appreciate and we did a whole study on that his family are land developers right so they billion dollar company in federal prison with me I'm having the privilege to sit down and talk to him like I'm sitting down in front of you right now. Like I can meet him talking face to face and he's giving me the business mm-hmm. on what these things are and meeting bankers. These guys don't did some things. Then they got caught up trying to take shortcuts or whatever. They end up in federal prison again. Unfortunately for me, I went to prison, but fortunately for me, I was in university because that's what prison turned into for me. Absolutely. So. When we're dealing with economics, man, like the separating of them clothes, when you got that Clorox uh, bleach, uh, what did, let me go back up here. He said the separating clothes because of the colored, the bleach. use of the colored bleach. I think the colored bleach has to save God that you can actually save money because you don't have to buy the detergent and the bleach. So you can actually wash your colored clothes with some of your white things and don't have to worry about this, the, the, the colored clothes bleeding to your white stuff. You can save money that way. So if you know home economics, you know how to understand what that deal is right there. Save you some money, get you a product, or find a natural way to find a way to wash your own clothes. And that's scary that that uh-huh. that we still buying items and clothing that are still bleeding color. Like I thought that was done and over with. Mm. But hey. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so I remember taking home ed in school. One of them was a cooking course, you know, class that we had to go to. And this other one, which I've mentioned before on here, it wasn't part of like the courses we had to attend. This was after class. This was like after school program. Someone from my, like my track team or, or basketball team or something. I don't know. It was like, Hey, just try, come through, you know, you'll like it, which I'm, I'm glad I did. And it was called Future FBLA, Future Business Leaders of, um, I think, Association, Association, I believe. And I learned how to do business, write checks. I learned about uh, business overall, not to go in depth with it. And I'm glad I did, because if not, then I wouldn't learn all the skill sets that I learned there. And that was the only thing I could say I learned in school about business, really. when it came to like high school, to be honest with you. You know, I learned business in college, but I feel like I learned more in life experience as well as YouTube and like courses or something from others. More than I, I learned in college, to be honest with you, aside for the, the bumpy road that I'm driving down. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be listening in and um, see what else I got for me. Absolutely, um, and, and we appreciate and appreciate that. Uh, again, one of the key things that stood out um, in what was said that Crystal was saying about getting the actual experience, being on the ground, 
doing the work because first hand, yeah. when you're doing first hand like first hand work or got boots on the ground, whatever failures that you're going to encounter gonna be the same phase that gonna give you the information on how to be successful next time because you learn every time. Right. You know, there's a setback. I don't like to call them failures. They they set the minor setbacks that if you learn from you can take them again and utilize them to actually do the right thing. But you notice how mm -hmm. everyone who we asked tonight, when you mentioned home ec, they can only remember the cooking part. Yeah, because we was in there making uh, macaroni. <laughs> we learned how to make but, the macaroni with the three different seasons. Like that's not the the I like it was it to me it was more than that. It was about how to run a household. Well, that's what it was supposed with, to be about. Right. But so how do we only remember because that's what we listen when you're making cookies and so sometimes okay so do you think that in actuality sometimes what happened was while we were in high school we were still being taught by our parents how our household should be run and do you think that override what was being taught in schools then i can speak for me Okay. Uh, every individual will have to be able to speak for themselves through their own experiences, and 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 I would definitely have to respect another person's experience because right. I didn't. I'm not living your life. When I was at home economics, I was in there to be a straight class clown. You know, clearly they had young. Hey, listen, we are we but in there. I want. I definitely know how to cook because exactly. I learned that in my home, like at my mom, my great aunt. Again, like my auntie made me do everything. So, and she told me. And I, cause I asked him when I, when I uh, uh, was bold enough to do it, like, why you got me washing dishes? I thought that was a girl thing, mom. She said, boy, if you don't get in there and wash them dishes. So I had to cook for myself. I had to stuff that I thought my sister was supposed to be doing. She made me do it. Plus do my stuff. I had to take care of the yard. I had to take the trash out. I, and when I asked her one day, I said, why do you have me like hanging my clothes out? And why Tina and them don't do this? My sister and them. She said, because you're not always going to have a woman in your life. You need to know how to take care of yourself from top to bottom. And at the time she said that there, still as a, as a young man, I was like, man. But when I started living on my own or going out and started getting in a relationship where I was staying with other people, I knew how to care of myself. When I was in prison, I knew how to care of myself. I knew how to take care of myself. You know, I knew how to cook for myself. I knew how to clean for myself. I knew how to, and my auntie was a business, was a business lady again. We had the little candy store in the project. She was a straight up hustler. She did it through the church tax free. We had contracts with Tom Potato Chips. We had contracts with MacArthur Dairy Farm, where we was from, where we got all our ice cream. She was really showing us. She was the treasurer in the church. She was giving us the blueprint. But back then, we like, why we got to step and count all these pennies and roll them all these dimes and nickels and quarters? She didn't let us touch the paper money, and she took care of that. But me and my sister would sit there and dump out buckets of change and have to roll this stuff up. We had to save the... She was trying to show us not only how to cook and do things for yourself oh, in that way, but what economics were and how to be a mover and a shaker in the community. You know, and just by virtue of me being here now and saying that as I look back on it, she was trying to show us how you can actually take this to the next level and open up supermarkets or stores, you know. Absolutely. Coming to you. Um, salty coffee. I ain't even going to lie to you. Um, during those times in those classes, like, 
a lot of us already knew to a certain degree about running the household because we were already doing it in present times. Like, and I wouldn't say, you know, like running the household, like we were the matriarchs of the family or anything, but a lot of us was washing dishes. A lot of us was cooking and planning out meals. A lot of us was doing our own laundry. A lot of us was helping take care of the youngins. So we kind of had like an idea of what they were saying. So a lot of that stuff went through one ear and out the other ear. I could <laughs> definitely say that for like personal experiences. And just the way we pretty much use that time more of a study hall or just you know, like a, a free school game day or something like that. The cooking was the best part. Absolutely. That's, that's I agree 100%. So, you know, and for me, mm -hmm. being raised in a Latino household, I didn't know what biscuits were, was. Yeah. So for me, I had to learn a new thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know... Um, like to make the like the basics the basis biscuit the basic um bread if you will so they had a lot of options but i also like in the latino culture there was a lot of pots and pans that were presented in this home at kitchen mm -hmm. section that we didn't that I, i've never seen like we use a caldero to put mm -hmm. everything in one place that was not taught to us in home ec. So that's why, I, for me, I was paying attention. And I also was paying attention because my mom was very good with money. Mm -hmm. And so was I. <laughs> like I told you. I, I wasn't. I, <laughs> <I'm still> like... <laughs> so, you know, I, I was always learning new things on how to just make money within the community, whether that be tutoring, doing hair doing uh cleaning houses That's my sister, tina. right my older sister tina is that one because tina got called on a lot of times when my sister would take a, a now letters mm -hmm. mm -hmm. whatever we would give she would buy wholesale from my auntie who was doing retail <laughs> right and my sister they called in on her a couple of times because she was taking a pack of now letters and she was making them kids pay a dollar for now later my sister was killing them all right it's it's gonna be 11 o'clock so we want to make sure yeah i agree with icon like i remember cooking <laughs> like he said cookies and stuff i remember i i did join um this is not the same but i i was part of the girl scout for like less than a month and i quit because i didn't like it <laughs> But no, I learned cooking skills and take care of home at home. So right. school didn't have to teach me that. I was learning that already. This right. is what I want to bring up real quick. Like, uh, But before you bring that up, let's listen to her other one. Yeah, we missed one? Yeah, I agree with um, uh, Originator. She's basically speaking facts right now. My grandma used to teach me how to clean collard greens and, and make them. And um, and of course, as a young child, I, you know, I didn't really want to do all that. You know, I wanted to just play and stuff. And my grandma taught me to clean up the house and stuff. You know, don't half-ass it. Like, you, <laughs> like, right. this, this bring back memories. But it was just a lot of things that occurred because, you know, grandma would be like, you know, I may not live. I'm not going to be here forever. You're going to learn right. how to do this, you know. And you're like, grandma, stop talking like that. Like, come on. You know, or like aunties or uncles or whatever, show you certain things, you know, 
So yeah, that that was taught at home, and it's unfortunate. I mean, then the question is, was the school responsibility the teachers or was it the parents? Most most certainly. Um in your household and then and thank you for that crystal and twixie thank you yeah because the thought process a little earlier on when we was talking right was this transition from how we came up out of the the mind frame of taking care of ourselves which we always had to do because again there was never a time in this country where black people or so-called black people didn't work our women always worked right and in the majority of the time, or they, they, they all the time, they did the majority of the work for other people and then had to turn around and come back and do what? Take care of their own family. The man always worked. During slavery time, there was no off days. Off days was you laying over there damn near dead or dead. They work you from can't from, uh, see sun up to can't see sundown. So we always had work, but then there was a transition. Why don't we have the jobs anymore? Because with the with the Emancipation Proclamation and the Friend of the Slaves, which we also understand that our people, even when they were freed in most cases and knew it, they wasn't given a whole lot. Sharecropping. So we had people cooking the books, but these people still was determined to work. Right. So we come from a working people. We understand what that is. And then something else come down the line. See some other people now looking at this stuff and saying, we don't we don't have the skills. They have all of the skills. They the masonry, they the plumbers, they the, they building the buildings, they have baking the goods. Everything that needed to be done because we were the workforce. Now you create these institutions to do what? Transition power of jobs. So we were talking about these talking about these things earlier about how did we get away from certain things to where now instead of us growing our own food which we had to do to now we can walk we've got to walk up in the Publix or the Kroger's or the Walmart to go get produce that they don't even produce correctly. Right. They don't they 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 really taking the pro even pro to God forbid what we don't found out about how they how they do the meat and slaughter meat here and what they injecting these animals with that we consuming in our bodies. So that's what's happening. The home economics is supposed to be taught in the home, but with the modernization now, wickedly wise people understood the concept of how do we maintain level of control over our consumers to make sure that we stay in the 1%. Mm -hmm. We must teach them, right? how to depend on us and or pull them up out of any thought process of doing for self but allow them to go into business youtube anything any any way that you can trap the minds of the people because if you're paying more attention if, if i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> stop if i'm an entrepreneur and i'm away from my home for long periods of time i don't really know what's going on in my house the way I should know what's going on my because I'm working, right? I got a business to take care of. I got to make moves. I'm I'm not going to a job, right? Well, I'm working uh, on my in my position and get my salary. An entrepreneur have to pay attention. Right. This is your baby. You responsible for if anything go wrong with this here, it's solely on you. So you don't have the luxury and the time to be playing. You don't get to go do all the stuff that you're positive because you got to get in the game first and make 
the money and the money got to be self-generating that you can start investing in other stuff to where you can sit back and let your money make money. Now you can start traveling. Now you can, but in the beginning stages of this year, until it catches on, you have to be on top of your stuff. Right. There's not a whole lot of leisure for you. Again, what's happening at your home? I ain't got time to pay attention to it right now. And if you don't come from a, a, a home that's functional, and most of us don't, I'm dysfunction. We made the best out of what we had, right? All up under the construct, the social construct. And though parents or guardians was trying to give us, and they gave us, which brings me to another question, who was home economic? Who it should have been for? Because I know some people out here that don't, they don't do nothing. They never had to do nothing. We knew what to do, as Twixie was saying. Right. We learned from children, clean up the room. Black parents, in most cases, I don't care if they was on drugs. Damn. If they had some kind of, because you're not coming into no dirty house. Only when you fall to the greatest extent that you're going to walk so into the house. So home broke. economics was created for those kids it who been were refused to hire? I know people? who it should have been created for. Okay. The people that wasn't taking care of themselves, that still don't know how to wash their hands when they go to the bathroom. <laughs> right? They go straight, come out the, out the commode, and come straight to the kitchen touching on stuff. They should have learned some home we're economics. Because I swear, if I walked, if I did anything in the bathroom and no water wouldn't turn on in that bathroom, you need to go back in there and wash your hands. There are some people in this world, they can get away with that type of stuff. And then they got feces on their thing, want to cook for you. We used to talk about this in prison. And I don't stop the couple of dudes. Hey, dude, you ain't going to wash your hands? What kind of etiquette do you have, bro? Mm -hmm. What kind of code of ethics are you operating from? You was not taught this in your home? I live in the projects and I know dirty hands, wash your hands. I learned how to cook. They taught me when, when cooking in the house, because I had to cook for myself at 12. I had to cook for myself, right? Wash as you go. When I went to culinary art school, that was one of the things that they were talking about, cross-contamination. We had to learn different things in the culinary school. I had already learned these things at home as, as, as uh, Crystal and uh, uh, Twixie. Twixie. Uh, Twixie was saying. So, but again, the reason that we don't have home economics right now is because we need the masses of the people to continue to be pliable in the hands of those that hold the power. We don't want well, to know how to do yeah. stuff for yourself. And they're really. saying that it's budgetary wise, that it's, it's because of the budget, mm. that there's no money. So, budget is one of the main reasons why schools have abandoned home economics. With the rising cost of education and the increasing numbers of children in public school programs, schools have all but diverted their funding into programs that can help children gain college acceptance. Mm. So you remove them from learning the basics of how to run a household mm -hmm. to then again go into a system that's pretty much just going to teach them how to be in the workforce of those same things of why they're those home economic things were removed if, to begin with. even when you go into business uh again and we got one in the chamber we coming right to you my 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 friend bill who was a uh, uh inherited the developing the developer uh, from his father. Shonda's leaving. 
Okay, Shonda, salute to you. Bye, Shonda. Thank you so much for stopping by. Absolutely. Even when you have a business, everybody don't know how to run a business, but everybody wants to have a business. And he said, Ron, it's a difference. You can establish a business. It doesn't take nothing to do that. But the question is, do you know how to run one? Do you know how to properly run one? And he asked me, what does it take to run a business? And of course, you know, I'm going to jump out there. You know, you got to have this, you know, first you got to get the air. He said, no, 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 I'm not talking about the formation of a company. That's easy. How do you run a business? When you talk about home economics, the proper way to, and I just talked about this in another broadcast that we did, your home should be looked at as a business. You, your personal self, should look at yourself as a business. Don't, don't you know that by virtue of your character, are you trustworthy? No, your brand, you as a brand, you the real person, not your name, not some corporate structure, some, some, some corporate structure, your straw man, right? But the real person. When I walk out of my house every day and I meet people, right? The people that I'm beginning to meet, the people that I share my story with, the reason I share because I want to build a form of trust with the people. That when I say something, I speak to the facts. I'm not afraid to talk about myself, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Why? Because I want to make connections. I want my character to shine. So I have to take care of my brand. That's why I can't have nobody swatting and doodling on me. You're not gonna, you're not gonna doodle on me. Or take my name and break it and try to make it muddy and stuff because I have to protect my character. Now, if I'm gonna say the character, that's gonna show also, right? Right. So the same way we look at business as a business owner do you really know how to run that business what it takes to run that business do you know what it takes to run your home your home is your business and if you're not there to take care of your business inside of your house who's going to take care of business in there the tv started taking care of business in there because that's right. where the children went we the, started internet that TV. the internet now social media now so when you see the dumbing down of the people ain't but a select few people that's paying attention saying you know what i don't want to be a consumer anymore i want to be a producer now, how do I do that there and still maintain a level of functionality within my home if I have a um, a significant other there, you know, right. else children? So we're going to go into this last message and we're going to try to close it out because I have to go back to New York. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it's important. I kind of mentioned something earlier about us going into these grocery stores and stuff like that and buying processed meat, food, where they inject in. I'm paraphrasing. You didn't say all this, but I knew what you meant. Uh, injecting, you know, all this extra stuff into the foods, you know. It's not like how it used to be natural grown. Like my family, my grandparents had farms. They grew, you know, crops and stuff. And even when I was young, my grandma used to have plants and stuff. Always had to water the plants and stuff with fruits and vegetables and like gardens and stuff like that. And And it's just interesting. It's just like even back in the day, when, for example, and I mentioned this during, uh, it was a Black History Month and KFC and how they stole, you know, the white guy stole um, Mrs. Childish, Childish, sorry if I mispronounced her name, but stole her recipe, you know, mm -hmm. still to this day, people think it's the white guy that created it. Absolutely. And that's another good point that, that, that we bring up, how our um products our intellectual properties get stolen especially at them times because we really didn't have 
I don't want the rights with under the construct or the the means of protecting what we had, you know, in in, in every way of protection. Like today, we have access to things where we can go in and do copyrights or get patent controls or, or trademark and stuff like that because we had to learn. Most people don't. Like I said, it's only a select few that's actually paying attention right. to what's really happening. So our job and mission is to get more people to just pay attention because we're not we're not saying anything that's new. We're not the creators of these thought processes or these conversations. We're just solely reminders of two thought-provoking people that like to talk to each other and we throw ideas against each other in reference and respects to the system itself. Because we wanna we wanna break the cross, man. Like this this cross action that we're caught up in that we can become better entrepreneurs and we can have a better quality of life and we know what our rights are and we know how to how to galvanize us by coming together, unifying, pooling our resources and doing what a lot of other wise people are doing, taking care of themselves, but we ain't got to be begging nobody for nothing. You know what I mean? Um, we can bankroll our own things that we want to do, but that comes with us understanding, again, group operation and group cooperation. So, so this is our last episode for the year um thank you so much for stopping by Absolutely. it's been it's nine o'clock so we're a little exhausted i'm in jacksonville florida right now representing the icon icon will be coming to new york soon soon and very soon um but we're working on a lot of projects so stay tuned um but we will be Reposting our older episodes of Outside the Box, but Outside the Box um, was created to just have conversations about history. But things that we talk about on, on a talk. personal level that involves pretty much every aspect of life. Absolutely. Much. So mm -hmm. um, again, thank you so much, Twixie Baby, Vintrap. Um, who else was here? Uh, Shonda. Shonda. Of of course, Crystal. her mom, Crystal, and all of you who are on the replay. Thank you so much for stopping by on Anchor, Anchor, Google Twitch, Podcast, Twitch, Facebook, Facebook YouTube, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all over. We all over. Um. So yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Please do not forget to visit www.dicon number six. That's T H E I C O N, the number six dot com. And www.saltycoffeepodcast.com. That way you can find all the links there. Um, the, again, the website, my website was put together by Salty Coffee, which was very professionally done. And we're working toward building it up. Uh, but when you go on Salty Coffee's webpage, you're going to see a lot of receipts. There's a lot of things that's been documented because, again, we want to show forth that we're not doing this from a position to be braggadocious about anything. Uh, we really want to pay it forward by taking information, resources, and knowledge and actually helping people uh, to market, build, or just tie them into information that can help them move further than where they're at. So, uh, again, I'm going to say good night. Uh, salute to each and every one of you. To Crystal and to everybody that's out there that's in that truck life. I got a lot of family members that drive trucks. Uh, so the men, the men and women that's out there and those that's holding it down, all of you that's holding it down out there, uh, be safe out there on them roads. Uh, we know that y'all moving and keeping product going uh, so that the economics can be 
distributed in certain right. type of ways. Absolutely. So salute to everybody in that truck life. Salute to you, Twixie, Crystal, and everybody that came through. I'm your boy, the icon. I'm about to shut this thing down. I got to work in the morning. Right. So do I. I'm taking a flight to New York and straight to work. Can you stand up? But thank you. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Trixie, Baby, and Crystal for Salute. hanging in there. See y'all around. We'll be here. We'll be around.